Merry Christmas. Today is December 29th, Thursday. We're about to start week 17 of the NFL season. And to kick things off, we're going to start with Thursday night football, Dallas at Tennessee. It seems like Tennessee is giving up on this game, kind of looking forward to their winner-take-all matchup against Jacksonville next week. They are sitting Derrick Henry, who is not expected to play with his hip injury. They're also without the following players. Linebacker Zach Cunningham with an elbow injury. Safety Josh Thompson with a concussion. Linebacker Bud Dupree with a pec injury. Linebacker Dylan Cole with an ankle injury. Safety Imani Hooker with a knee injury. Tackle Nichols. Petit Freer ankle injury. Defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons ankle injury. Wide receiver Kyle Phillips hammy injury. All of these guys are recent injuries that already add to the lengthy list of injuries for the Titans and Ryan Tannehill is already out for them <clears throat> and they are moving away from Malik Willis which means it will be Josh Dobbs the former Tennessee volunteer starting for Tennessee at home against the Dallas Cowboys who are without Leighton Vanderesh who has a neck injury and he had surgery on his neck a couple years ago but this is reported to be more of a nerve impingement one of for the trap muscle one of the nerves the 11th cranial nerve which leaves directly from your brain stem in your cervical neck is the 11th nerve is a the motor accessory nerve which goes to a lot of the muscles around the neck and including your traps and it has to slip out between some vertebrae and it's probably what is being impinged it's probably getting pinched and causing a lot of pain maybe some weakness and that is why he will be missing this game and he he got hurt in the Jaguars game a couple weeks ago and their defense their run defense has not been the same without him Michael Parsons is also dealing with a slight ankle injury and a hand injury but he's pretty beat up but he will play when we get to Sunday this week, no more Saturday games. It'll be Indianapolis and at New York to play the Giants, where Ashton Doolin, who I tackled at Malone University on the Hall of Fame, Tom Benson Hall of Fame field, Ashton Doolin got cut in half by Der Derwin James last week in a pretty vicious hit, and he is in the concussion protocol. Indiana cornerback Isaiah Rogers is also out with a knee injury on the IR. And at this point in the season, if you hear IR, you are out for at least the remainder of the regular season. So I think that up to a certain point, it might be championship game, Super Bowl is where you could come back up to this point. So it's an effectively ending your season unless you play for one of the four teams who are going to make it that far, namely the Cowboys, Niners, Chiefs, and Jaguars. New York Giants guard Shane, Shane Lemieux is on the IR with a toe injury, and so is, oh, safety Xavier McKinney is coming back from the IR with a hand injury. That game is going to have big implications for the Giants, but again, it looks like the other team in the AFC South, the Colts, are going to lay down as well. 
Miami goes to New England, where they will be without Tua again. He had another concussion last week against the Packers, and if you were able to watch that game, he did look like a different player in the first and second half. They said his concussion happened at the end of the first half. And there are some players and experts saying, urging him to not play again, to kind of retire, take what he's earned and go. And there's also been a news story come out where this expert, I forget the doctor's name, says he is not concussion prone. He should not worry about retiring. It'll be interesting to see how they handle this as right now they sit at the final uh, wild card position at eight and seven and have a huge game against New England, who is one game behind. So right now that would put them both at eight and eight if they were to lose that game to the Patriots and then the Jets, Titans, and Steelers are all one game back as well. And the Jaguars are seven and eight, so they don't want to the Jags don't want to be they should be able to win the division if they it, it does come down to that, but right now they also have a chance to compete for that final spot. So this is a big game for them and two will not be playing. They'll also be without running back Miles Gaskin for an undisclosed reason. Mostert had a great game last week as well. And then no new Guys in the protocol for New England, they should uh, have everybody to go. There's a couple guys beat up, but they should have everybody. Chicago heads to Detroit, where Chicago's cornerbacks Jalen Johnson and Kendall Vilder are both on the IR for ribs and a finger for Jalen Johnson and an ankle, respectively. And then wide receiver Equinemius St. Brown from Notre Dame is trying to find... He's trying to come out of the concussion protocol. Then Chase Claypool will most likely be available for Justin Fields' return to the field. This is another game that has huge implications for one team while the other team is already eliminated. The Bears are the worst team in the NFC, and the Lions are a game out, or half a game out of the seventh seed in the NFC. They will only be without wide receiver Quintez Cephas as far as their injuries from last week and he's out for the rest of the season with a foot injury. Moving on to the very, very ugly NFC South, where right now the Buccaneers are beginning to pull up. They're only up a game on either the Panthers and the Saints at 7-8, and eight, and they play the Panthers this week. The Panthers are going to be without J- cornerback J.C. Horn, standout corner. He is out with a wrist injury. And he had surgery on it already this week. They said they would reevaluate in 10 to 12 days, which means they're probably looking forward to not having him for the remainder of the regular season and then doing something with him if they make it to the playoffs. It looked like in the video he has a pretty limp wrist there, and it's kind of high up. It looks like it was probably a clean break in the radius or ulna, not really as much in the tarsal or the carpals the tiny little wrist bones so I think that with enough stabilization and maybe some surgery um, some hardware in there he might be able to be viable in that 10 to 12 day range cornerback Justin Lane 
is also out for an undisclosed injury for Carolina. And then as far as Tampa Bay, they just continue to melt on the offensive line where center Ryan Jensen won't play despite being activated from the IR. And they are losing offensive tackle Josh Wells with a knee injury. And then the New Orleans Saints, who again are right in the mix for the NFC South, are playing the Philadelphia Eagles, who could secure the one seed with a win and could also stay to a winner-take-all game against the Cowboys the following week should they lose. New England has no new injuries from last week in their win against Cleveland, which was funny because it looked very ice skatey. Everybody was waddling to one place and then trying to sprint. And, you know, if you're offensively, all you have to do is wait for the guy to get close and take one sidestep. There are a lot of missed tackles that way. And then there's the opposite where... Guys would try to get going. Alvin Kamara had a couple nice holes and just could not get that acceleration going because of the lack of traction. So that was a funny game to watch. New Orleans did not have any new injuries, but they do have Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry out while Chris Olave and Alvin Kamara have not been practicing. So they again, they're going with their skeleton crew offense and seeing what happens. I did get my payout from Taysom Hill, and I am in the championship for two of my four fantasy football leagues, and I avoided the toilet bowl in all four this year. So I will take that as a winning season for me. I, I will, I'll break even no matter what with the, the payout system. The Eagles are in a scary situation because Jalen Hurts did practice today. I don't know if that is necessarily the best thing, but as Nick Sirianna said, Jalen Hurts is not built like you and I. He is... Alien and just extremely well put together. So I guess that sternoclavicular joint is ready to go. I, again, would not play him in this one, but they want him to... I don't even... And I don't know if he will play, but he did practice. I wouldn't be surprised they held him out a little bit longer, and I think they should. They're also without tackle Lane Johnson, who's going to have surgery on his... Oh, he's not having surgery on his adductor longus, and his groin injury, they said it was going to supposed to be pretty bad, and they recommended surgery, but he is just going to sit out and try to heal it over the next couple weeks. Hopefully they get the bye that he is hoping for and try to come back, just play through the pain in that circumstance in the playoffs. And they're also without cornerback Avante Maddox, who had a toe injury. He is not going to the IR, so he may be back for the playoffs as well. And cornerback C.J. Gardner-Johnson was not activated but may be able to come back in the event of a Cowboys winner-take-all game to cover for Maddox until he returns for the playoffs. Denver and Kansas City are playing in... Why are Kansas City and Denver? They must be playing at 1 o'clock, which is weird because I have them in the 1 o'clock time slate. They don't have either serious injuries for either one. Kansas City should roll there, and Nicole Hardman is on the IR with an abdomen injury. He's back on that. He was kind of on and off. He played a couple weeks this season. This actually does have big implications for the one seed in the AFC where the Bills and Chiefs both sit at 12-3, and and the Chiefs should have an easy W this week while the Bengals play the Bills, so that'll be a tough challenge for them. I think that's Monday night. Cleveland and Washington play at Ral John Stadium. 
where the Brownies have no new injuries, but they're just trying to show signs of life for the end of the season as they try to build momentum for their next upcoming season with Deshaun Watson. Washington is going to be without, or they they will get back cornerback Tariq Castro-Fields and tight end Armani Rogers, as well as they had Chase Young play last week, and he did get a tackle. So uh, Washington is gaining strength as they move to try and get into the playoffs again. They are sitting in that final seventh seed at 7-7-1 in the NFC. Arizona takes on Atlanta. For Atlanta, James Conner and A.J. Green were both sick this week, and defensive tackle Tristan Hill is going to the IR with a not a serious knee injury, but again, Atlanta or Arizona is in the point of eliminated from playoff contention and just not trying to make bad things worse. It's probably a meniscus, but it's going to be enough to end his season. Buda Baker fractured his shoulder on a tackle uh, when he was tackling Leonard Fournette last week. Cliff Kingsbury indicated he was not going to have surgery, so it's most likely a clavicle injury that will be treated with a sling, but he'll be out for the rest of the, of the season. And then Atlanta has no new injuries, and except for they don't have any new injuries, but Desmond Ritter did get to play through injury last week, and he had okay numbers. He was, I think, 65% roughly, no touchdowns, interceptions, 230 yards or so. But the team only had 330 yards, total offense, and nine points. Drake London did have one of his best games in his rookie campaign so far, but he fumbled as well. The Jaguars head to Houston to try to break their eight- or nine-game losing streak to the Texans. Shaq Griffin is on the IR with back spasms. He hasn't been playing. He has a massive contract right now, but he will be on the trade block for the Jags as soon as the offseason rolls around in February. Dwayne Smoot is also out, which stinks. He's been having a big year, big boy. He is a defensive end, but he makes a lot of plays in the run game, and he tore his Achilles, which is awful. And then Cam Robinson is still out for the Jags and will be out for the remainder of the year with his meniscus injury. And then whole Houston team is beat up. They don't have Damian Pierce anymore. Hopefully they lay down for the Jags and let them move into that wild card spot should they not win the division, which hopefully they just do that too. There was an interview with Doug Peterson where he was asked, would you like to rest your guys and just treat that first game as a playoff game? And he said, nope, we're just going to keep things rolling. We're out here to win football games. So I like it and I'm, I'm with it. San Francisco, the Niners head to Las Vegas where they are making progress on injuries to Jimmy G and Elijah Mitchell. For the Raiders, Chandler Jones went to the IR with an unspecified elbow injury and linebacker Denzel Perryman will join him with a shoulder dislocation. So those guys' seasons are over and the Niners look to continue to roll. They're not really in a spot to make any ground as far. They're probably locked into that three seed. They are a game back of the Vikings, so there's always a chance there with two to go that they could flip-flop. But right now, I think they're locked into that three seed and just trying to make sure they get everybody back for the playoffs. The Jets head to Seattle for a team to for a game that'll have some playoff implications. Both of those teams are 
a game or half a game out of the playoff contention right now. Seattle is without running or tackle Cedric Ogbuehi with a groin injury. Oh, he's coming back. Sorry. The Jets are getting Cedric Ogbuehi back from a groin injury after they just got thumped by the Jags last Thursday. Mike White is questionable, but will probably play this week. And then Seattle is going to be without safety Joey Blunt, who fractured his patella. He's That's usually not like most broken bones because it's under so much stress from the ligament and the tendon that it's connected to. He'll probably need surgery for that. So starting the next season on time will be an issue for him. And cornerback Isaiah Dunn is coming back from the IR. So they will lose one secondary player and gain another. The two seed in the NFC right now, as it stands, is Minnesota. They host the Packers, and they will get tight end Irv Smith coming back. He's been effectively replaced by TJ Hawkinson up to this point. Tackle James Lynch is out with a shoulder injury for the Vikings. And for the Packers, Gabe Dean is out with a calf injury for the rest of the season. And Bakhtiari is finding he's still out with appendicitis again. I know there can be some complications there, but the Lions player that was just on Pardon My Take had the same thing and played the next week. So it is possible for him to be out. He just... Doesn't It seems at this point he just doesn't want to be out there until they get to the playoffs, maybe, if they get to the playoffs. The Rams and Chargers, I guess the Rams are the away team, but not really. Maybe they just have to flip locker rooms. I don't know how that works. Joey Bosa might come back from a groin injury for this game. Cornerback Keeman Hall is on the IR with a hammy for the Chargers. For the Rams, Baker loses lots of pieces. Ben Skronik and Brian Allen both out. Brian Allen's the center. Doesn't have cup. Aaron Donald's still deciding. So this is another one where the Brown or the Chargers are in the playoff. They're in the sixth seed right now, despite their crazy year. And the Rams are kind of laying down, it seems. They just won one the other day, but they don't have any one seeds to play for because they traded them all away. As for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Sunday Night Football are host are headed to Baltimore to play the Ravens. For the Steelers, cornerback Akello Witherspoon is back from the IR with a hamstring. And then for the Ravens, who are eternally beat up, Tylen Wallace is coming off the IR to give them an option for wide receiver. Wide receiver Deshaun Jackson missed practice, sick. And then, as we remember, Duvernay last week broke his fifth metatarsal. Florio says Lamar is 50-50 on playing this week, but news just came out. He His PCL is a grade two and more likely four to six weeks. Right now, they sit at the five seed, and I would much rather... So the Jaguars have played both the Ravens and Chargers already this year and beat both of them. That would be if they won the division right now. The five and six seed, their potential matchup. I would rather play, I think, the Ravens at this point because I don't think they are. I think the Chargers are trending upward, and I think the Ravens are trending downward. So I think I'd like Baltimore to continue to win, even though for the Steelers to be able to maintain their 
Tomlin doesn't have a losing season, they do have to win this week. They're 7-8 right now, so they can do it, but it's not promised or guaranteed. Monday night, Buffalo heads to Cincinnati. The Bills will get Christian Bedenford, their cornerback from the IR, after an oblique strain to give Tredavious White a breather against the passing threat of the Bengals. And they will be without their tackle, Lyle Collins, who had an ACL-MCL tear. And they should get Hayden Hurst and Sam Hubbard back to give them some depth after their game last week. But they are losing some more offensive line. That's kind of been the only question mark about this team offensively for the last couple of years. So not a good sign for them. As for that is our NFL coverage for week 17. Injured and recovered. Injured Derek Carr leaves the Raiders. He is not even going to be around the team anymore. He said, you know, I know this is coming to an end. Can I just not come show up so that way I'm not a distraction? And they said, sure. So Derek Carr, no longer a Raider after spending his whole career up to this date there. Recovered Luka. Luka Doncic scored the first ever 60-20-10 game where he only made two threes. He was 16 for 22 from the free throw line and two for six from three. So that is 22 of his 60 points there, and that means the other 38 he made at least 17, what is that, 19, 19 twos. That is a lot of shots going through the through the hoop, and just a, a crazy, crazy stat line for Luka. And he got it, did it in a win. Injured the Big Ten. They could lose Kevin Warren, their commissioner, who's, in all things considered, been pretty good over the past couple of years. He could go to Chicago and be the president of the Bears. They've been flirting with that idea. I don't think he'll do it, and I think it might have been something that they're just kind of flirting with. But he does receive a lot of flack for it. Not that he would receive less with the Bears, but he would be out of the direct line of fire. Recovered Heaven's roster. Pele died at 82 this week. The For many, the greatest soccer player of all time. And if he isn't now, he was at one point. Very good addition to the roster for heaven. Injured the SEC. They're starting 1-3 in bowl games. And they almost blew their one win to Kansas after being up like 24. They, and I they get away with not having any strength of schedule outside of their own conference every year. They, I don't think they're as good this year. And that's not to say that they're not going to win the national championship because I think Georgia clearly is the best football team in the country, but that doesn't mean that they have the 10 best football teams in the country. It's okay to have, I mean, when Clemson was really good, that didn't make the ACC better. They stunk, actually. And same thing with Florida State. They came out of a week at ACC a couple times. Just because you have one good team in a conference doesn't mean that conference is the best. And I think the SEC is just bad this year. Recovered Bo Nix, had his first bull win finally this year in a stunner against the Tar Heels of North Carolina. It was a good game, fun color game to watch. And I think this is finally his year. Injured the college football playoff ranking. It's kind of a joke, as we said earlier. You can't knock TCU down for what happened, but it's not clearly not the four best teams ranked in that order. 
TCU is an eight-point underdog to number two, Michigan, who would definitely be an underdog to Georgia, while Ohio State is only a six-and-a-half-point underdog to the number one seed and clear favorite to win the whole thing. So very interesting stat lines there. I think, I mean, the history of the playoff would say that I should – bet on Georgia and Michigan because there's usually a lot of blowouts in these games. However, I think Ohio State has the only potential to give Georgia a game. So if I don't think Georgia's world beaters, now would be the time to bet against them. And then finally recovered Zion Williamson after an injury-plagued start to his career. He had a career-high 41, I believe, in a win and scored the final 14 in a game for the Pelicans recently. It's good to see Zion back out there where he belongs. He is an interesting body style to play. Someone said after the game, I think it was Jordan Clarkson said, you know, they're out here. He's out here playing football. We're out here playing basketball. You know, that's funny. And I just realized that last week I didn't publish my episode. I just recorded it and saved it. So now you get two for the price of one. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and good luck in your championship week if you made it.